if you enjoy stovetop stuffing, you're going to enjoy the pie, guys. Our 2021 connections are still on 2020 uh, strength. So um, that that should be mentioned. Hello, Chase. Good evening. Good day. Good evening. Good week. Good morning. Who knows when you could be listening to this, the duo. You could be listening to this at any point of your day. But uh, finally, we are all here summoned and conjoined and docked once again. Um, it's good to see everybody right before you uh, materialized. We were touching on the greatness of Blaze Pizza. Uh, I have no firsthand experience with Blaze. What? Really? You've never have you ever? Is it more of a like um, uh, like mod pizza kind of do it yourself? Yeah, it's like it's like the subway of pizzas. Yeah, or a Chipotle. I've done stuff like like that. It's like yeah, it's like it's like twelve bucks for building your own unlimited toppings kind of thing. So or like Pyology. Pyology is another one, but I personally, out of Pyology and Blaze, I prefer Blaze personally. So like, you 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 like the customization aspect of it, right? Right, right. And obviously, Chase, you can relate in that you've played a lot of uh, video games in your day, a lot of games that allow you to customize things. And My sometimes, favorite. yeah, those are your your favorites. So I think um, even though you've probably never personally tried Blaze, you can understand it and appreciate it and respect it. And uh, it is a it is a very hip pretty cool pizza place though you know what i mean like and shane was just kind of eloquating that if you think about pizza places in our day and certainly there was a greatness to them because they they were dine-ins as we often have mentioned but they had arcades and that was a big fucking deal when you were a kid but the experience beyond that was 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 arguable you know that there was any right because it was just like a couple of greasy tables that you could sit at with with nothing to look at the music's not great and so you either have the arcades and maybe a restroom that you can use or you can come into fucking blaze dude and everybody looks like they're 22 and they they're really hip like they look like, like i would have been your friend i would have wanted to have been your friend if i was your age but because i'm older than you i'm just gonna have a normal person interaction with you and i would like to get the gluten-free crust with uh with some yep. green sauce you can actually get gluten-free crust with green I, sauce on your that's pizza. i don't know well, why yeah you you want to know what i got you yeah wanna, you wanna, yeah let's hear it let's here, hear it since we're on the topic okay. and this is the pie guys this yes. is what i got i got a gluten-free crust one i i like it i like the texture of gluten-free items and a lot of that has to do with one of my ex-girlfriends real quick <laughs> she was she was glue she had a gluten Does allergy she, oh Okay. She had a gluten allergy and a dairy allergy. So when we'd go on dates and stuff, I, I, we had to figure out a place that had those options. Right. And so over the years, like I just got used to kind of eating gluten-free because of her, but I realized like, I actually like the texture and the taste of gluten-free items and they do make me feel less full in a sense, if I eat like a regular crust or like bread versus gluten-free, like I don't feel as full with the gluten-free <sighs> stuff. So well, it just, that's just how it is. Anyway, I got a gluten-free crust. I got feta cheese, mozzarella cheese, goat cheese. Um, Those are all the cheeses I got. Lots of for cheese. The, for the sauce, I do Here a Here we pes- go, sauce. Shane's a sauce so, guy. So, so for, the, for the sauce, I did Here a pesto go. sauce around the edge of the crust. Ooh, and then on I the did- edge, girl. 
I do a pesto sauce on the edge of it. And then yeah. I do the spicy marinara for like my main marinara sauce. Then for meats, I did salami, pepperoni, and bacon bits. Ooh. For veggies, salami. for veggies, I did mushrooms, artichoke, roasted bell peppers, spinach, kalamata olives. And then I Dude, did. Are you Italian? No. Ah. But you could play Italian. Yeah, you I could, could play Italian. The way I you could. were just naming off all these recipe things made me think of you and the Goodfellas, dude. <laughs> it's a great movie, by the way. It is a great. But, movie. but yeah, so that. Um, can we just pause for a second, uh, yeah. Trevor? Did you just ask Shane Cervantes if he's Italian? <laughs> Dude, well, the way that's what I'm saying, the way he the, he was able to just roll all those ingredients off. I got the ricotta and the marotta, and I stayed at the Marriott over at the Hyatt, and then I ordered <laughs> this cheese, you know, and everything. You know what I mean? He just started, he just started going. So it's true. It's uh, I don't true. know. You, you yeah. the natural actor Italian in the Cervantes of SoCal. I'm I'm an Irish Mexican, but I, I look Italian. Well, <clears throat> you come from two. Uh, uh, iconic drinkers the right Irish and and i'm drinking i'm drinking um uh four roses bourbon right now too very nice okay well shout out to that and shout out to your pizza order i want to <clears throat> tag team in on this pizza talk real quick yeah because um i did try to mix it up a little bit and as it has been documented on these on this podcast before i i don't have the tradition set up kind of make make making house over here and so i went i went microwave pizza tonight but when you think of when you think of uh frozen pizzas what's generally the standard that you think of when you think of those like what brand? are you asking what our favorite is or like what the, no, DiGiorno. the DiGiorno. Lay person would think DiGiorno. i think is okay. the answer correct okay. you you get the points uh and so i went with DiGiorno's personal sized stuffed crust pepperoni pizza and um so i like that uh both of those things popped up just now those were and and i might add for what it was something that you threw in the microwave for a handful of minutes not a bad fucking pizza giornos is still uh i think deserving of being that brand that you think of yeah i i I honestly it's interesting giorno is like that known pizza company for frozen pizza it's it's, it's kind of like um kleenex for tissues right kleenex is a brand right it's not what they're it's called, actually not really what they're called say, oh give me a kleenex right right that's how you there's know a, you there's a technical it. term for those i can't remember what it's called but it's like <clears throat> another one is coke where i can't tell yeah. you how many times that i've i've asked for a coke and they're like well we have pepsi is that okay and i'm like whatever just yeah. dark soda well, i don't <laughs> i'm not asking for the brand coke yeah I think that's a right. California thing because people on the East Coast is if they say pop, right? They say yeah, pop yeah. or sodi yeah. or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. like we there just are, say Coke. Yeah, there there is some regionalism there because I know people in the South refer to it as like pop or soda, um, or or give, give me some of that shit. But um, yeah, Coke. It, it, they took it over, and hopefully, we become the brand that you think of when you think of. Uh, three guys that uh are in the middle of their 30s that sometimes like to talk to each other through a screen because that's been our existence for you know in a weird way think if i really wanted to just 
go along with the high trip right now because I am very high. I should uh, shout out Cereal Mix by CBX, Dr. Green Thumbs. Um, that if I really think about it, it's like I've been my own little spaceship out here. You know, I'm just floating around. I haven't seen you guys in a while. So I'm just floating around out here in my spaceship because I'm high. And I, there you are, Chase. I see you. How's yep? I can see your spaceship. Oh yeah. And if somebody walked by, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's your uh, secondhand mate over there. Then Shane, I get ah yes, Captain Shane over there. I can see you. Yes, you've got your screen on in the background. Yes. Is that uh, Shane behind you? Is that Alien? No. So <laughs> you're gonna laugh. And Rampage. I, yeah. I. I. I so. I have HBO Max and everything, and I and I watched Wonder Woman. Obviously, Wonder Ugh. Woman. I know. I you know, well, yeah. Are we uh, are we gonna get into it? If you could. want to, did but... you watch it? Have you seen it? I have seen it. Okay, we've all seen it. Okay. Um, but so <laughs> I remember the video game. Obviously, the arcade game loved Rampage. It. Loved it. It was Spe- a great game. So. I speaking loved of, that speaking game. of speaking of those dine-in Pizza Huts, because that's where I first yep. played yeah. Rampage. Was that was a staple. <laughs> That was a staple for exactly. sure. Exactly, rampage, and then there was another one that was always in those dining pizza huts. It was like a, it was like a, it wasn't a car. It was like a motorcycle, virtual motorcycle. Yep, I know what you're talking about cruiser or whatever. It was all red. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I don't even know what it's called, but it was fun. But I saw this and I was like, I know the movie's not going to be that good. I'm not expecting it to be good. But I remember the game and I was like, I just have never seen this movie. So I figured I'd just watch it tonight just to be like, yeah, I think it's a, it's worthwhile if it's I'll on HBO it Max for sure. Yeah, It's on HBO Max. I was like, I'll check it out. You know, I'm not hoping for, you know, anything great by it, but I literally just started. I'm only two minutes in. Well, sh- shout out to that game though, because that, that game used to kind of scare me because the that, game was great. It was one of the literally very first arcade games I ever played because it was simple enough that like a little kid could grab the controller and still be somewhat successful yeah. at it. Cause it was like, you just moved either a giant monkey, uh, a giant lizard or a giant wolf around these towns for all you young yeah. 18 to 22 year olds, which we know are tuning into the pie guys for all of you kids who obviously never played this game. Those were the only three people you could be and you'd run around and you'd punch holes in people's uh, dormitories Building. and like their <laughs> hospital bedrooms. You would just you'd breathe. eat them. <laughs> you, would, yeah. you would take people out of their bathtubs and throw them down your gullet time. And then you'd shit them out and you'd get points for it. And then you'd fart on top of a building and you'd knock it down. You got to, obviously this was pre nine 11 because then you never saw video games where the object was to tear buildings down. But, but this is what it was. It was an old fucking game and that was all you could do. And so this thing in the background right now, that you were watching earlier is a movie based on that game with the rock. That's right. The fucking rock back when he, not everything he did turned to gold. Right. Cause I'll, no. if you think about him now, you're like, dude, is he actually made of gold? Is he the rock of gold? But um, he has done a lot of movies, but he, rampage is not maybe so hot. Right. It's kind of a piece of shit. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I'm only two minutes in, but I don't expect it to be hot. Oh, like, you're only two minutes I in. I expect well, then it to mind. be on the same. I just, I just turned it on when I was eating Blaze, you know, and then and we started doing a podcast. So I just paused it. I'm gonna watch it tonight when we get done with this. But like, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm blazing and watching Rampage with The Rock. You know what I well, mean? Well, uh, okay, then we we did we did touch on it, and I think this is something else that we can tease for for down the line, but. Um, Maybe we can get hot takes before really diving into to spoilers yet 
about Wonder Woman 84 because I know we've all seen it. And maybe by the time that this episode comes out and people are listening to it, you haven't had access to see it yet. But, you know, there's a bit of a moratorium on that, right? I mean, it just became available. Not not everybody's rushing to go see Wonder Woman 1984. But Chase, would you not recommend people go rush to see Woman, Wonder Woman 1984? I mean, if you're a DC fan or a Wonder Woman fan or a fan of the superhero genre, even like vaguely, um, I would think that people are probably going to end up seeing it. I, I, I would term this in the year of 2020 anyway. Uh, I would term it a, a, an event movie. It's a big deal that Wonder Woman uh, is getting a sequel or got a sequel. Um, but I t- it's just inexplicably bad. It's it, I mean, I enjoyed the first one quite a bit, actually. Yeah. I, was, I was pleasantly surprised at how good the first one was um, for the same reason that I was pleasantly surprised that the first Thor movie wasn't a dumpster fire, because... If you know anything about Wonder Woman or you know anything about Thor, they, they come a, with a lot of like mythical baggage. There's a lot of really fantastical stuff that's like, all right, how do you make this uh, more believable or, or how can you get next to this outside of the medium of comic books? Like if you're gonna make a movie, can we take this seriously? And the way that Patty Jenkins, the, the director of both films, the way that she handled the first one I thought was really great and I, I loved it a lot. I, Gal Gadot, I think is how you pronounce her name, uh, is a great Wonder Woman. I didn't think that she was well cast when it was first announced, but she surprised me. So all the pieces kind of fell in line for the first one. But before we get into the specifics about the second one, it's just for a movie that doesn't have to adhere to the the restrictions that come with a theatrical release, you know, a specific runtime. Um, they didn't have to rush it out. The movie was done ages ago and then got delayed obviously because of COVID. So they had plenty of time to try and work out the kinks uh, in editing. And it's just, wow, they really, really, really missed the ball on this one for me anyway. And I know I'm not alone. I've seen a lot of people online have been saying the same thing. It's, I did not enjoy it. I've seen a very mixed review on it. Like I see, I see a good amount of people that don't like it. And I see a good amount of people that do like it. And so I kind of think it's, from my perspective, from, from what I've seen, it's just one of those movies of you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, and, and I, I hope that it's not people just deciding that they're going to like it on principle. Like, I watched it with Kimber, and the very first thing Kimber said when the movie started to fall apart was, man, I, I really wanted to like this movie. And I felt the yeah, same way. It's like, I, I wanted to like it a lot, but I just... Kate. I loved I loved the intro. The whole oh, yeah, it's great. The whole Absolutely. beginning with the little girl. Look, I, like, I, I think I think we great. can I think we can dive into the movie uh, a little bit further down the line. I wanted to kind of get initial reactions. I knew kind of already how you guys were gonna kind of react on a personal <laughs> level, but but I think for the for this podcast, I'm glad that you guys put that out there. Uh, and I yeah, will talk just, about movies. I, I will I will we're gonna do that in a bit, but I will just say that um uh I, uh, just to echo your sentiments, I actually um, really enjoyed the first one and found this one to, to uh, yeah, leave me wanting more. So I, I was kind of disappointed as well. Uh, and we can dive into that down the line because again, like I said, I don't know that maybe by this point you're listening to this, somebody hasn't seen it. We'll, we'll stray from, from spoiler talk as far as Wonder Woman is concerned. Um, but yeah, 
uh, it's it's you raise a, a interesting point too because of of all some of these properties now kind of being owned solely by like you know the Disney's doing all of these new Star Wars uh, products. Uh, HBO seems to be kind of taking on a lot of the Warner Brothers and the DC things, and so they are under no other time restraints other than the ones that they put on themselves right like it's and in this new age of everybody needs to subscribe to the streaming service to get access to our content it kind of begs the question of like what why yeah why deliver something that's clearly not ready to be delivered it, it, oh it, dude you know <sighs> speaking I, I don't, of speaking I'm so, of, i don't want to change the subject i don't no, want to change the subject but you, the way that you, you, you when you had said when you said why deliver something that clearly isn't ready yet to me that all of the bells and whistles went off in my head about talk about cyberpunk because yes, let's talk about oh cyberpunk. yeah good why, lord man what is going on with that i haven't got into it but i've seen of, like they, did they recall it or like what the fuck let's talk sony, about sony took it off of their online store they said this this product does not work and uh it's a whole complicated thing that honestly would it would eat up a good chunk of the podcast for me to go into detail about what's going on. I'll just say in short, uh, this is a, a huge tentpole video game that I think was the most anticipated game for of the majority of quote unquote gamers in 2020. They announced it in 2012. There has been years and years and years of buildup for this thing. And then it came out and it is only literally only really playable on high-end PCs or what is now the the current gen of consoles, so the uh, Xbox Series X and the PS5. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. the game was released for PS4 and for Xbox One, and they never said anything about it not being compatible with that those consoles, and those consoles cannot handle it. And so a lot of people were pissed off, myself included. I got a refund, thankfully, but... Uh, it only it literally it took me maybe 15 minutes into the game to go this is a piece of shit so i'm waiting uh probably about a year for them to release an, an official ps5 version so they are gonna after they try and maybe make it at least playable on old gen they're gonna um upgrade it and make it look really really uh shiny and uh and and be nice but yeah about in about a year it'll be happy price and it'll have all the dlc and that's when i'll i'll jump in well it's it i'm glad you did touch on that because i know you have stayed up to date on it you you do you do know what you're talking about when it comes to that game i know you have been looking forward to it more than any one of us really for eight years for so long eight years (laughs) for so so long and then just got the tip bro they gave you the tip oh my god well, and then over the course of the last couple of years, when Keanu Reeves and other people started getting attached to the game, it started mm-hmm. getting even more hype and more anticipation. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so just for those things alone, people were like, even the ca- casual gamer, like me, I mean, as much as I love video games, I'm not like a hardcore gamer. But my whole point is that game, the hype around that game and the style of gameplay of it and the, and the legacy of some of these other games that I know that they have made over the years – was enough to make me go if this game is getting good reviews coming out the gates and it's it sounds like it's worth it i'm gonna probably spring for a ps5 and that game because that is the next gen that is the next gen and and i'm really fucking glad that i uh not that i 
completely on my own withheld from buying the game but that it's mm-hmm. so quick it's so quickly overnight became this disappointment it wasn't yeah. like months down the line it was like no yeah. everybody seems to agree that this game is is speaking of dropping up the baton wonder woman right it's like this game really let everybody down well what, what's really uh baffling to me is that um i i, I unless i'm mistaken i don't think that PlayStation or Xbox have real console sellers for the new gen, no, right? There's, there's nothing no. that's exclusive to the, the new gen, I'll call it the current gen, that is only playable on the next gen software or next gen hardware, excuse me, um, that is a console sell. And if they knew, CD Projekt Red is the developer of this game, if they knew, hey, this thing does not work on old gen, why not approach Sony and Xbox and go, this is going to be a console seller for you. Let's make it exclusive on next-gen hardware and people will go out and buy. I, I, I got to tell you, I would be much more tempted to go and buy a new PlayStation right. having waited for this game for eight years if they're like, hey, the only way you can really experience this next-gen thing is with new hardware. I go, all right, well, maybe I need to drop 600 bucks on this thing. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was that it's that big of a shift that I am willing to, I would be willing to concede the same point. And that's sort of always been the, the classic blueprint though, right? Over the years, like when the PlayStation two came out, when the PlayStation three came out, when the PlayStation four came out, they all came out typically with at least one to two exclusive titles to them only. Mm -hmm. A lot of Mm -hmm. things like what, what Naughty Dog ended up doing and Mm -hmm. all the ways. And, and and it was, that was enough to get people to buy Playstations because you're like, well, fuck it. You can't play the last of us or Uncharted unless you have it. Mm-hmm. Right, and and, and yeah. so to not do the same that thing with now, Halo and right. Well, that was right. supposed to Halo was supposed to be the console seller for uh, Xbox, but I don't know if you've seen what the new Halo looks like, but. Uh, they had to go back to the drawing board. They had a really? big, yeah. They had a big event, a big reveal event of this is the new Halo, and everybody went, Ugh, "That doesn't really, look, yeah, that <laughs> does not look good." So they went, oh, "Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> we'll delay." Well, here's something that I know at least you and I, Chase, can speak to, and I think Shane can on some level too. Of of older titles, because it reminds me of some of these older brands, these that that we know to our core that have kind of let us down, right? Um, uh, and, uh, and But the counter to that is that sometimes some of these rebirths have paid off. And I can think of a, of a title that has been in my life for many years as a game that I had a, a, a I guess, a reappreciation for is the Wolfenstein series. And I- Oh, and, yes. And, and that was through you a lot, Chase, because uh, shout out to the old days of only having a family computer and mm-hmm. one, of the, one, of the, one of the only games we had in our family computer was the OG Wolfenstein 3D okay and to understand this this was a FPF or FPS as they say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, but but uh, back then it was either you had Wolfenstein or you had Doom and that was kind of it and mm-hmm. Doom, Doom is another or one Quake Quake, yeah, true. Quake was the other one. True, but but Doom is another one that you have also vouched for that in the last oh. handful of years has had a successful rebirth. So Yeah, it's back in a big way. Can you speak to both Wolfenstein and, and Doom for a little bit then? Well, okay, so uh, yes, to echo what you were saying, uh, Doom to me, 
I'm going to tr- I, I know I've said this before and then I've not done it. I'm going to try and make it as brief as I, I possibly can. Doom to me was a game that when I was a kid, I felt like I wasn't supposed to be playing. It, it felt like you right, were getting away right. with something by playing this game, right? Super violent. And, and that's why I really loved the, the reboot in 2016 is that even as a full grown man, I still got that nostalgic feeling about the, just the tone of that game and how it was clearly made to be a hard game and fuck you if you can't keep up with it kind of a thing it wasn't going to hold your hand it was going to be it's dark it's gory it has an intensity to it the the soundtrack alone is some of the most fucking face melting metal you've ever heard i (laughs) i love it it gets your heart going it's so much fun uh and then the the second one came out this earlier this year was the first game that i played uh, as soon as the the pandemic locked us all into our homes i was like well i guess the timing isn't that bad cuz you know the new doom's coming out so I'll, i was probably going to be sitting inside anyway and uh i enjoyed it and it's still very hard but i think they kind of course corrected in their mind to maybe be a little bit more accessible to everybody else because it's a lot more colorful and it's a a little bit more cartoony and it doesn't feel like I'm getting away with anything anymore it's still a lot of fun don't get me wrong but it's it's a little bit sillier um but to your point about Wolfenstein and Doom uh I played uh Doom or excuse me Wolfenstein I think it's called the New Colossus is the first in the rebooted series um made by Bethesda and it surprised me how good the storyline is in it. I think you, you've you played the newer ones as well. And yes, Wolfenstein and Doom, the originals, didn't really have a story. There was like a no. bare bones kind of set up like you're right. a Marine on Mars and there's demons, go. Like, right. um, or you're a guy in a in castle a... with Nazis, go. It wasn't really, right. right. there wasn't a narrative. Um, but uh, the, the newer Wolfenstein games actually have a really... Uh, interesting story and that kind of locked me in and the gameplay even though they're both first person shooters the gameplay in both of those games couldn't be further apart like wolfenstein Mm -hmm. is really about kind of picking a a spot to hunker down in and kind of leaning out and picking off guys one by one where doom is you have to keep moving and just keep running and just kind of you have to improvise you can't really strategize so much um but yeah both of them are well worth your time if you like first person shooters you know, it's interesting you guys talking about these games because I, I know of these games. Um, but when I was that age, I was not in I didn't play those games. I played a different I played a different style of games. I played like and I'm sure you guys will know them. Uh, the RTS game, Command and Conquer, Red oh, Alert. Hell yes. Dude, I love that game. I actually yes. have a, I have a, a phone version of that game and I still play it on my phone. Like they have okay. an app game of it. It's free. Okay. It's fun. It's not it's not the same, but yeah. But yo, yo, Command and Conquer, Red Alert was one of my favorites. And then as far as first person shooter goes, I did play Doom, but there was another first person shooter game that I played a little bit more than doom. And that was Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy uh-huh. with the cigar. That's, yeah. the, that's, fucking, that's the, yeah. the fucking train right there. He's uh-huh. Indica Jones and he's that guy too. 
Hell yeah. yeah. Dude, that, is your, that is your brand. <laughs> Remember that game, dude? Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Going, like, there's dude, the strippers. You, yes, you, can, you could put in the codes. <laughs> you could put in some code to have a pixelated naked woman in the background of Duke yeah. Nukem. But that was kind of the charm of Duke Nukem is it was obviously a little tongue in cheek and wasn't taking oh, itself as seriously. Super, but I mean, yeah. it, it filled, I guess not, no pun intended, but it filled that void of like, Hey, you know, we're not Wolfenstein. We're not doom. We're not going to try and be like really gritty. We're it's still going to be a fun first person shooter and still be silly and kind of raunchy and almost right. a comedy in a okay. way. So I, yeah, it, it, did, it did take more of the comedic side. I am so glad you guys mentioned all those games. Thank you so much because those three really are the three first person shooters of our era growing up. And to echo a lot of your sentiments, I was kind of scared of those games growing up because I, it, it, on the same way, I didn't feel like I should have been playing them. So that the fact that I did get to play Wolfenstein was like, oh fuck, I'm, I'm getting to play a game where I'm killing people. And I watched my dad play that game. So it's obviously okay if I can shoot these fucking motherfuckers, right? And and like you said, Wolfenstein's straightforward and Doom is, is kind of intense. And mm-hmm. Duke, Nuke, Duke Nukem is like in your face and raunchy. And it's like for, for us kids to play those, it's like, ah, we were definitely getting away with something. So shout out to those games because you guys really fucking hit the nail on the head and, and to the command and conquer aspect of things. I never quite played. I know that game and I know of it, but of that style of game, that sort of like real, it's real, uh, real time strategy. That, mm-hmm. Yes, that strategy sort of top-down game. The ones yeah. that I played the most over the years, I played the original Warcraft, not WoW, but the original Warcraft, yeah. which, which predated yeah. StarCraft. And that was where you had to fucking mine for gold and you're either the humans or the orcs or some shit. And you had to build your fucking thing and you had peasants and peons and fucking archers and shit. And then it became StarCraft and you and it was like the Zergs and the Marines, right, or whatever. And then the fucking robots. And uh, do you remember StarCraft? Do you guys remember those games? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it, it was the, as those games too. But the one that I think I'm, I'm itching to play through again, I got to get my hands on it somehow. And uh, it's called Myth. And I've talked about oh, it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Myth. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh, man. Myth was so badass. And talk about a, a game that, that had a badass story. For, for those games, typically, the story was pretty bland. Warcraft and StarCraft, whatever the fuck. Myth was like a badass, like, legendary sort of uh you know D style story actually it got confusing at times <laughs> i think it no it was it, on purpose i, I was yeah. like what the f-? no it's look it if i could stay with it still puffing on cereal mix all day like <laughs> I, I i think there's hope for everybody to hang with myth and and shout out to those games because uh those games like we're kind of my childhood, but now I realize, you know, looking back and looking forward as we deal still, still early in 2021, uh, th- those games are legendary. Like, yeah. they, they really don't make them like, like they used no. to. It, you know? It's like, it's the same thing with like, even like, well, yeah, you know, we were kind of talking about like RPG games, you know, like you look at something like Final Fantasy, you know what I mean? Like, did you guys ever play the Final Fantasy games? Dude, I used to uh, play the OG ones. One, yeah. two, three, four, and five. Yeah. And fucking seven. Seven was the seven. best. Seven was the best. Well, you, you know that there's a you know there's a Final Fantasy seven remake. Yeah, I saw right? that. I wanted yeah. to check it out. I, I, I have that. never played a Final Fantasy game. And uh I, I I've gotta say this is gonna I don't mean it to sound uh prejudice. I don't like Japanese video games. Huh. Oh, hey. I don't oh, know no. what it is. 
I, there's something about a game with if you can tell if it's like anime inspired or it's it's overly complicated and there's uh, there's there is like a Japanese style to video game developing and it's it <gasps> just does not jive it's, with me, hey, man. It's not for everybody. Uh, hey, it's the same thing. Like I'm not a big anime fan, you yep. know. Like mm-hmm. I I I get it. I respect it. I watched Dragon Ball Z growing up. I was into Pokemon at the time that was kind of big out here in the U.S. I was into Digimon and that stuff, but I never got into like the hardcore like mm-hmm. anime type style shows, yeah. like that well, people like like Death Note and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I, it's not for me, you know what I mean? And so it is a style and it is a specific style that people enjoy. Well, when it about- comes to gaming, like I, I think maybe one of the most uh, lauded, what I would, would term as a Japanese video game is uh, like the Metal Gear Solid franchise. I played Metal Gear Solid 2. I, I guess it would be Metal Gear Solid because there's Metal Gear and then there's Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. That I played the original PlayStation. PlayStation. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. But given the choice between Metal Gear Solid and Splinter Cell, I go Splinter Cell 100% really? of the time. I much okay. prefer Splinter Cell. Okay. And it's just the way that you play the game. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I, they are, I could, we could, they, yeah, no, I get you. They are doing a Metal Gear Solid movie. They're, we'll see, man. We'll see. Well, well they're, they're, <laughs> they're, you, guys, you guys do bring up a valid point about preferences and, st- and styles of play. Um, I have played the the Final Fantasy games over the years, not all of them, and and enjoyed them because I enjoyed the RPG style. I enjoyed having like a yeah. little, a party of people, and be, you know, one of them was the the spellcaster, and one of them was this guy. I enjoyed that. I always preferred though in that style of game, Chrono Trigger. Shout out to the Super Nintendo classic Chrono Trigger, uh, which but it is similar to what you're talking about, Chase. It, 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 do you know Chrono Trigger? I know the name. It, but it, it is of that sort of Japanese-inspired mm-hmm. style of play, so I don't know that how much you would enjoy it. But but if you ever had a chance to play it, I would I would recommend it. And so maybe we can make a, a claim right now for the podcast. Two things. Maybe going forward in this new year, we 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 venture out into those waters of like I know I probably am not going to like it. Like I don't I, I would agree with you guys across the board. I don't typically like a lot of anime. It's not something I'm exposed to. I don't seek it out. I don't watch a lot of it. But I have seen certain styles of it over the years that I have liked. Shout out to Street Fighter 2, the movie, which we've talked about. And Fuck other yeah. Things. Like, the, the, there are some badass anime products out there. I, I acknowledge that. It's just not up my alley. But maybe we'll get into that in 2021. But how about this, too, as a style of fun podcasting shenanigans? Uh, there was a couple of things we've talked about that we wanted to to center uh, an episode around. So for maybe this, the second portion of this episode, we try an experiment of choose your own podcast. So in whatever mood you guys are feeling in right now, as the pie guys, right in this moment, would you guys rather dedicate the rest of this podcast talking about movies or would you guys, because we talked about this, would you guys rather center around these hot redheaded animated characters but then there's other hot animated <laughs> characters like Elena from Gargoyles. And then there's other hot girls that we wanted to talk about from the animated. We did, we did talk about that. So shit, we- I forgot to prepare. I didn't, I didn't look it up. Well, let's do movies we could, then. We could, we could, yeah, I will remember. I'm going to make a note right now. I will prepare. I will do my homework for next time. Okay. We'll do movies. Well, I caught you guys then with your, with your pants off. Yes. That's basically all that that means. But then, if in that case, fine, we will we will 
present that and say, there you go, the duo. Tune in to our next episode in which we will uh, titillate you with talk about about um, hot all the disproportionate animated redheads in the <laughs> yes. 90s. <laughs> yeah, yes, we will salivate over all those sexy animated characters. But uh, for the remainder of this particular episode, um, let's transition into a deep dive into something that I know we all love and that's movies um we've talked about many times over the course of this podcast uh not just movies that we like and or loathe but um we often speak to the spirit of being a fan and uh you know i know chase you and i have done a couple of conversations just about comics and we talked about sort of how uh hanging out at like a comic book store cultivated uh, you know like uh, an environment, like a, a, a t- mm-hmm. uh, it's like it's a, a new- tribe of people. Right. Right. That's thank you. It's mm-hmm. a, it, it presented this sort of tribe of people into your life that you could identify with automatically just because of your shared love of the said topic. And so mm-hmm. in that spirit, I, I wanted to kind of dedicate some time to talking more specifically about movies. Cause we often talk about movies and mention movies and shout out movies that we like, but, but we have enough time now to, I think, really dedicate some time to movies that have meant a lot to us maybe over the course of our entire lives maybe Mm. maybe in recent memory maybe movies that we've always loved maybe movies we loved and then later hated maybe movies that we kind of didn't like and then later had a a love for who knows anything that has left an imprint on you in the form of movies i want to open the floodgates to for the for the remainder of this episode and center it around because i know again that's a big part of what makes us us and um I, I can think of a couple for me, so I kind of want to hold back for a second and, and relinquish the floor to you guys. Um, anybody want to run with it? All right, I'll start, I guess. So uh, there's two movies for me, and <clears throat> um, there I mean, there is obviously a lot of movies that speak to me in certain ways and whatnot, but I'm going to cancel out the ones that we know already, like Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Back to the Future, that kind of stuff. Lords of Dogtown. Lords of Dogtown, right. I'm going to cancel those out. I'm going to throw some other zingers at you, I guess you could say. But there's there's two of them. And the first one for me um, is a movie that's actually, it, it's a novel. It's a book. It's a novel. And, but the, and there's a couple... Um, what do you call it? Um, versions of it, I guess. But for me, I think it was 2000, 2002, 2003 it came out. But um, it's uh, stars Guy Pierce. Um, it also has, uh, what's his name? Jim, Jim uh, Caviezel. Is it, can I take a guess? Take a guess. Is it um is it uh the Count of Monte Cristo? Yep. Fucking Count love Mon- that movie. It's that a movie. great movie. That movie I is love that movie. That movie it's, is dope, dude. That it's one dope. of it's one of my favorite movies. It's also one of my favorite stories. Um, it's just it's it here's the thing about it for me, for m- multiple things, I guess. One, it's just it, oh, Henry Cavill's in it as a kid. Yes, I remember he, that. Yeah, he's in that. You know, um, so he, it's one of those movies where, 
you know, it's about a guy that everything is stripped away from him. And he, he goes to years and years and then it's, it's about revenge, you know? And it's one of those things where it's like, is revenge acceptable? You know what I mean? Like a lot of people would argue like, no, like doesn't he, doesn't he also get like set up and framed and shit like that? So yeah, he, that's how he goes to jail. He gets, set up and framed by his I, best friend yeah that's by his it's best like friend. Ult, it's like the so, ultimate so betrayal. his best friend can steal his wife exactly right, right. Mm-hmm. that's the the original pierce the original cuckold right like and uh that's what that shit is right fucking shakespearean <laughs> sure if he, <laughs> that's yeah. a shakespearean the tragedy friend, yeah 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 it take not even just his wife but takes his life in mm-hmm. a sense right, right. Mm-hmm. completely takes his life because that's his kid yeah you know what I mean? Like he completely takes his life because his best friend was jealous of him. His best friend was this rich guy, right? He had everything, right? He had the money, he had the power, but he didn't have the woman. He didn't have the love that he was missing in his life, right? And so it's a, it's just one of those movies and not movies, but just stories. And, 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 and how good is Jim Caviezel at being that fucking broken hero, right? Like he's so good in that movie and he's, and, and, and I think partly because everybody does sort of identify with him around that time as having played Jesus, right? that, that it was Passion like, the Christ, it yeah. was like, it was like, how are you going to fucking throw that dude in jail, dude? How, he's how a great be, actor. How he's a very underrated actor. That's what I'm saying. He like he crushes it in that movie. And so for that to be the setup, because that's really the setup to that movie, is that this dude fucks him over hardcore and throws him in prison. And it's the yep. guy that pl- and it's the guy that played Jesus. Like yeah. now he's gonna get revenge. Are you fucking right. ready? Are you ready? Of course. Right. And, and people that maybe are listening are like, oh, I I've never even heard of this movie. Now you walk it. Now you fucking want to watch that, right? Movie, right. Well, and, and here's the here's the thing. Like, yeah. So when he's in prison, there's a guy that trains him to be a, a sword master. Going into again with the things that I enjoy. I'm a, I like sword fighting. You know, like, in, that's my thing. In, enter it's the train. Yeah. Enter that aspect. The guy choo, that choo. In, in prison yeah. is the original. I can't remember the actor's name, but he 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 was the original Dumbledore in harry potter and then he passed away richard harris richard harris yes thank you i was like yeah i cannot remember his name he and so it's like sir oh, that's, richard that, harris yes. that's him you know what he's i mean he's also the uh emperor in uh gladiator Gladi- yes. Gladi- oh yes. that's right yes. yeah oh shit that's another great movie that's dude. another great one movie nerds all right but conti- continue but with anyway, Monte Cristo. anyway Count of Monte Cristo is one of those movies that i just i thoroughly enjoy i never get bored of watching it yeah, I think yeah, I, I I'd have to look it up, but I think it came out in like two thousand five, or no, two thousand two or three. I think around there, out, around that time, early two mm-hmm. thousands. But it's just a great story that I always enjoy watching. Um, and um, the my second movie is a little bit more on the blockbustery side, and that's Hook. Oh, with Robin Williams. Yeah, I mean Dustin Hoffman. You can't beat it. I know you and love that movie. It's a great that. movie. I've always loved the story of Peter Pan and Hook. It was just always one of those movies that I would pretend to play fight again, swords um, as a kid to to John Williams score of the ultimate war, which is the title of this of the of the movie score in that movie at the very end, you know, the big war, ultimate war, hence the title. But I would always, you know, pretend to be Peter Pan and like with a stick, you know what I mean? Where come full circle in my life in the the pirate show, it 
they play the same song, dude. <laughs> so I'm now in my career sword fighting to that same exact. I, nice. I I would I would I would I can't help but observe in this moment and seeing your joy talking about that movie. And I know personally of your love of that movie. I know Chase, you've talked about your love of Captain Hook. So clearly, just right here on this fucking screen, we have a Peter Pan. What's that? You can't see that. Is it too far away? It's as, 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 as a cook. Oh, there it's it is right hook. there. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And the, for the duo, you need to understand Chase shifted slightly to his right, pointed over his shoulder and in the background, just hanging in his abode in his den it is is Captain Hook, okay? So um, we have just a leader. Hanging by his neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a Captain Hook jacket hanging in the corner. Yes. Not, yes. not the man himself. <laughs> yeah, well, it might as well be. Like, it's as real as. So we have a Captain Hook. <laughs> we have a Peter Pan. And we have a Shmee. I would oh, be Oh, dude, Shmee. we've got so, to. When it, when, when it is safe to go to parties in costume again, we've got to make dude, this happen. We've got I've, to do I've, that. Yes. Honestly, I, I, it's so funny that you say that because I've recently, again, I'm, I'm new to the cosplaying costumey things, but I want to make a hook Robin Williams, Peter Pan costume for myself. Fuck yes. And I've okay. been looking, I've been looking for years for the gold coconut sword. Oh yeah. Well, I okay. can't find it anywhere. They nice. used to have one for sale at downtown Disney. There was like a little memorabilia really? store. They had it was like six hundred bucks, oh, which uh, I would love it as a wall hanger. Guys, yeah, that'd be guys. Good. So as the pie guys on the podcast, we should project this into the future. Then Halloween twenty twenty one. Let's manifest. We want to have a goal. Let's hope let in twenty twenty one for Halloween we can we can convene and and make this this uh, hook. Uh, Peter Pan, Shmi, Captain Hook. It happened. Yeah. Are we'll you gonna be Bob Hopkins? Yes, dude. I'm fucking yeah. Hos- <laughs> Bob Hoskins. Yes. Oh, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Hop- no, Hoskins, the the one and only. You know what's so, weird? Like, since we're on this topic, real quick, he played Shmi twice in two completely different Peter Pan. Movies. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He's the fucking man. He's the fucking man. Right? He was also Mario. I was just going to say he was also Mario. <laughs> and he's Mario Mario. So so, so I, I love it. I love those fucking movies that you brought those up. Um, Chase, what about you, my man? Um, I mean, anybody that knows me at all knows that I have a quite an affinity for the movie Point Break. Um, and it's I think it's more than like the, the meme culture of it. It's like I get that it's an inherently silly movie. Um, but, but when I saw it as a kid in the 90s, I took it very seriously and it, it connected with me on kind of a spiritual level. Like I, I totally bought into the idea of this character Bodhi <laughs> that he's like not going to uh, conform to the normal just rote life path of, of like get a job, pay your taxes, be a part of society. He was trying to break free of that. And I, I'm not kidding you. I think of it almost every single time I'm in traffic on my way to work, mm-hmm. not in 2020, obviously, but there's a line in that movie about how that what they're doing is better than all those lost souls sitting in their steel coffins on the freeway like that. I feel like that. So, yes, it is a very silly movie. And, uh, you know, on the surface, it is very like kind of. I mean, 90s action, but yeah, I think there's a soul to it 
and why the movie is so endearing to a lot of people, especially people that have grown up surfing and, and been around that culture. I think Shane will definitely get this. There's a spirituality to that and it almost kind of tribalism that the movie really taps into and uh, has, has it's a, I have a soft spot in my heart for it, for sure. It, it's a good movie, man. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a movie with uh, Keanu Reeves, what Gary Busey, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze. The yep. Swayze, baby. It's yeah. definitely a nineties movie, but I agree with you, like with what you're saying. And, and, and a big part of that, I think to me as a surfer, the one thing that really, I was like, and it's a weird thing to say, but it's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? It's the very end of the movie with him paddling out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, okay. You know, yeah, he's the antagonist in a sense, but it's like, there, there's something about that connection with whatever. Have you seen the remake or the reboot, funny, I should say? Uh, really quick, funny story. Yes, I have. And uh, yes, I was disappointed. I- I feel like if they had just called it something else, just okay. don't don't name it Point Break, don't have the characters' names be the same characters, then I would have kind of enjoyed it. But uh, the first time I went skydiving, they uh, asked me, like, so why are you doing this? They kind of gave me, like, an impromptu psych evaluation. I don't know if they did it with you, like, hey, man, what are you doing this? You, you went you went solo. I was going tandem, so they didn't wanted to make sure I wasn't going to try and – They already knew I was crazy. Yeah. Fair enough. But, <laughs> but hey, man, they're like, so, so why are you doing this? And I was like, ah, you know, I just, I always, it's my 30th birthday and I grew up watching Point Break. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, say, say no more. And then they said, have you seen the remake? And I was like, oh, that piece of shit. And they're like, well, we did the skydiving stunts in it. Like, oh. oh, well, that, that, was, that was cool. I was, you know, <laughs> that was my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So I foot and mouth. Seen it. That's great. It's 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 cool, but you kind of have to disassociate yeah. it from the, the movie the that original. that we know and love. Yeah. So that's that's my first pick. When someone says like, I, I have a hard time picking a quote unquote favorite movie since I'm such a fan of movies. It's, yeah, you got to pick genre. Well, well no, right. it's not. I th- this is by no means your absolute favorite. I, no, no, I, no. That's my point. Is that it's like that's one that I bring up when they go, "What's your favorite?" I'm like, ah, these are the ones swirling around the conversation. It's Point right. Break. It's you know Terminator Two, and they're all right, kind right. of benchmarks for their own. Yeah. sort of time period and right. genre and yeah. because of our age group like somebody that has never seen terminator 2 watching it now might enjoy it i would think they would enjoy it but they're not going to get the same thing out of it as being seven years old in the 90s going to the theater and seeing Dude. arnold fucking schwarzenegger which if you if you're, you're too young to remember like he was more than a, a movie star at that point in time. Arnold, he was a force Arnold, of nature. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger was a phenomenon. You're yeah, right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it, he was a movement. He was he was clearly larger than life. He felt like the biggest person ever. And that's why people I think over the years were like, he's actually really not that tall. Because mm-hmm. it because you always just assumed that guy has to be the, the largest human wherever he goes because he's right. fuck, he's fucking Conan. He's fucking the Terminator. He's the only guy alive that, that has killed a predator. That's right. So, and I, I know shout out to Danny Glover. You did That's kind of, too. kind of, but, but let's be real. Arnold did it like the man's way. Right. He, so, mm-hmm. so yes, to, to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. It was a big, yeah, definitely a big deal. Um, but yeah, for, I guess for that, my like nineties uh, scraped knees movie, I'm, I'm going to go point break. Um, 
but uh, another movie that I think some people have caught on to, but I, I definitely think is underappreciated, is Dread. Not Judge Dread with Sylvester mm. Stallone. Uh, okay. Dread. Dread. It's a very low budget movie. They were hoping it was going to kick off a trilogy and it just didn't do well enough. It's got Carl Urban in it. You never see his face. Um, and if you're a fan of the character Dread or ever read any of the comics or at least are vaguely familiar with them, it, it does that character justice. And I think that the tone of it, uh, the action, all of it was really cool. As a stunt guy, both of you guys, stunt guys, you, you've got to have an appreciation for that. But seeing it in the theater in 3D, I'm not usually a 3D fan. The, the way the 3D was shot, and it, they only use it for the, the drugged out sequences where everything slows down and it gets really saturated with color. And I remember going with my brother uh, back when I was a once a week smoker and this was going to be our big event. It was like, oh, let's get super high and go see Dread. And <laughs> it was an experience to say the least that I kind of relive every time I watch it now. But um, if you haven't checked out Dread mm -mm. and you like uh, gory action movies, Shout it, out. It, does, it does get accused of uh, ripping off another movie um called the raid it's because it's got the similar a similar kind of concept where it's you know it's a four wall uh, story structure where they just need to go from the first floor of this giant apartment complex to the top and fight everybody all the way up um but you know with dread so there's that well so that's my second one yeah. that i really enjoy. shout out to that movie i know personally chase you and i watched that <laughs> one together you actually introduced me to that um remake uh, because yes, of our era, we grew up in that age again of Schwarzenegger, of Stallone, of Bruce Willis, of Planet mm -hmm. Hollywood, and Stallone was dread. Oh, that was, and, and, and that was a big deal. So Planet for them, Hollywood. So for mm -hmm. so so for Damn. them. Sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> It transported. I, I really did. I was like, mm -hmm. damn, I remember that restaurant. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> we remember that time. And so to come from that time and that movie was legendary of that era to have a remake, there was this expectation. And that movie was a lot of fun. I will say that it's, it's a fun action flick. Um, and I love those movies that you guys shared. So I want to. I got, I got one more, though, real quick. Oh, OK. I start real quick. Uh, yeah. There's a movie called Hell or High Water. It's got one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, Ben Foster. And he, he, Ben Foster is great. He's yeah. not a household name, a lot of people yeah. know, but he, you know his face. If, he's, if you've seen 310 to Yuma, he's the, the kind of the crazy uh, bandit that's after them the whole time. I love that movie. Spectacular movie. Uh, but Heller Highwater sees him uh, playing opposite Jeff Bridges, who's another one of my favorite actors and chris pine is in the movie as well i was it's, gonna say it, yeah it's a modern day western they're they're about it's about two brothers who are bank robbers and jeff bridges is the uh, oh. marshal that's after them and it is simultaneously hilarious and heartbreaking and dramatic it's got everything that you need so hell or high water please check that out okay I absolutely, I, that's cool like with shout the, out shout out to those movies too they don't yeah. really do they don't do modern day westerns they I, don't mm -hmm. do westerns anymore i was either. just gonna say dude i wish i wish more westerns would happen well, you know what i mean well like, you, you, you just mentioned a couple of good ones there i actually haven't seen hell or high water but i can certainly vouch for 310 to yuma and for ben foster and i want to take this yeah. moment to, to vouch for these two movies um to round this one out um I love the, what you guys have shared, by the way. And I love that a lot of those are movies I've seen, and but they have also, 
uh, were movies I've seen a long time ago, and I actually haven't seen somewhat recently. So it makes me want to go back and revisit them. And and knowing how you guys feel about them makes me want to go pop them in. That's what she said. And but um, <laughs> uh, the first one I want to highlight. You were talking about a movie earlier where somebody gets thrown in prison, right? And he and he kind of has right. a uh, has a come to Jesus moment and a reawakening. Well, the, the, there's a similar motif at at at, at a point in this movie. And um, it's a movie that when I tell you what it is, you can be like, ah, of course, because when you listen to the Pie Guys, we often <laughs> talk about Batman, um, but we often talk about The Dark Knight Rises. But there's a movie that amongst that trilogy that doesn't get talked about nearly enough, and that's Batman Begins. And um, I think Batman Begins deserves uh, some praise out right now on this podcast because Obviously, you don't get the Dark Knight and you don't get the Dark Knight Rises. You don't get anything else, first of all, unless you have Batman Begins. And and uh, I remember going to the theater. I remember this, the, the bit of hype that surrounded Christian Bale being cast. And, yes. for, and for me personally, I didn't know Christian Bale as an actor. For me personally, Batman Begins was the first thing I'd ever seen really? Christian Bale in. Really? So, so what you have happening in that moment is me getting a hard-on in my pants in the theater for him because I'm like, this guy's crushing it, and I love him, and I, I don't even know who he is. But he's also crushing it in this role that – Prior to this point, we hadn't seen Batman in the movie theaters for almost a decade, okay? Yeah. And, and nowadays, you, you, if you stop to consider that, you'd be like, what? I didn't know that there was ever a time where there wasn't always a Batman <clears throat> movie coming out or something with him in it. But the last Batman we saw had fucking nipples and, and he had way too many abs and, and, he, and he, had, he had his own credit card and it was dumb, right? It was like, it was like right. dude, it was like, what the fuck are you doing? Is that what you're gonna do? I forgot about the credit card. No, I didn't. And so, oh, and so, and so, you have enough time go by to sort of men in black us from remembering that movie. And here comes this breath of fresh air, sort of Burton esque. We had never quite seen it done like this before, Batman. And yes, I realize everybody's gonna go Keaton, 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 but Bale rose then in that moment, and and and. As we know, because I know you guys have all seen it, Batman Begins, you want to talk about a movie that has it all, kind of has it all. It's got some action. It's got, it's, got good, it's got good, memorable, quotable moments. It's got some good action. And then for a Batman movie, it was obviously treading in territory that they, nobody had ever gone before. Nobody had ever thought to put Scarecrow in a movie. Nobody had ever really done racial ghoul in a live action movie before. It was always really just kind of the Joker, the Riddler, and Two-Face, and, and right. the, guy, the, the guys that we sort of, even passerbys on the street could identify with. But suddenly you had this story that we had never seen before, with a Batman we had never seen before, and say what you want about the voice, you had never quite seen it done that way before. So you got the whole package, and Batman begins, and without it, again, you don't get anything else that comes comes after it i think that something that um people forget about with batman begins which i i it's hard for me to pick which i like more either batman begins or dark knight and everybody loves to remember dark knight for heath ledger and and deservedly so but i liked the way that gotham looked more in batman Mm. begins than Mm. in dark knight because in dark knight and dark knight rises Gotham's kind of nondescript. It, it loses its character because it just looks like New York or Chicago or wherever. It's just another big city. But sure. in, in that one, it was this like rundown, 
burnt orange like it, it had its own otherworldly character and that was the only one that we really ever saw the narrows in I, I thought that was a cool concept yeah um so yeah that, that kind of gets forgotten a lot so thank you for bringing that up yeah that's a good one i gotta rewatch those to be honest with you i, I have the whole trilogy i yeah and i do too it's been, can, it's been a you minute can skip since that third it. one no oh, no <laughs> well no, you know no. what's funny i i, I managed movie theaters when when the dark night came out and so i remember all the i had protesters outside i had to deal with protesters had, yeah dude you don't remember that from the dark night or why were people protesting people were protesting about like because of the whole gun situation and everything i think at that time we there was some shooting that happened i remember that but i didn't know people we had, protested oh, we had there was people protesting outside like do not see this movie it promotes violence and yada yada oh, yada geez. and it, it was well, we, a whole we, deal. We know, we know but, how people can get. And I do. Rem I do remember that. But I, I want to take this final bit here to talk about this last one. Uh, and yeah, shout out to Batman Begins. It's it's a great one, uh, and it's pretty old by by now, honestly. Um, but uh, I don't know if you guys can quite see it. But it's called uh, Leon, the Professional, and yes. uh, it's um. I, I resulted. I, I, I it's a Luke Besson movie. Yes, it's Luke Besson, who also did. Uh, most famous fifth element the fifth element but oh, um yep. but uh, the professional uh the thread there is that you have gary oldman playing the good guy one of the all-time good guys in batman begins and in the professional he's playing one of the all-time classic uh bad guy roles that he's ever played in this very crooked corrupt cop but the, maybe the best performance of the whole movie and that says a lot is like the fucking debut starring stealing performance of natalie portman as like a fucking 14 year old in that movie mm -hmm. and and the chemistry that she has with the star of the movie jean renault is incredible and i know it's, some some people would be like a bit well, uncomfortable yes <laughs> sure, on sure. purpose on purpose right it, that's for kind sure. of the point for sure but I, I i meant just beyond even like the the obvious physical implications but but her ability as like a young actress just to be able to like help she hold, is talented hold, to hold her own in that movie with with the subject matter of that movie and then play opposite of fucking gary oldman in that bathroom scene where remember when she comes to the she comes to the fucking spoiler alert to the police department to confront gary oldman because they realize he's a fucking crooked ass cop and he you know did some horrible shit that i don't want to spill entirely on the podcast but but she confronts him and he has that all-time line where he's like what sort of uh, uh what sort of fucked up shit did i do this time you know what i mean and he takes the <laughs> he takes the chinese food from her and it's it's intense and and you know that's the fucking classic everyone that, yeah. that dude so she holds her own in that movie opposite that guy and then has this crazy like weird romance with with a actor and a guy who's clearly way older than her so like shout out to the professional if you've never seen that movie i know you could probably find it streaming somewhere but i own it on dvd it's it's a it's a great story it's a it's it's got the really cool action sequences uh and i would bet that it's not quite what you would expect if you were to just look at the cover you know yeah yeah so, natalie portman's great man she's a great actress yeah, I mean, look, look at the career she's had. Have you ever? Uh, yeah, she's had a great, and yeah, and she looks the same, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think she's a vampire. Um, mm -hmm. But look, I, I, I think, unfortunately, but I love that this happens every time that we convene. We, we kind of run out of time because we always have a lot we can talk about and so much more to say. But, but uh, we're gonna cap it here, and we're just gonna say tune in next time because then, not only every Tuesday at four twenty do you catch us, but next time we're gonna get. 
we're going to talk about some hot, not uh, not people, actual people, but animated people. And I'm excited for that. And then the, the usual bit of uh, tomfoolery that happens. So any uh, last words? Hey, man, if, if you don't smoke, if you don't blaze it up, you should go to your nearest blaze pizza and blaze it up. I'm going to have to try it. Do blaze it. it up. Blaze it. Take your blazer off, blazer. Or you could smoke and blaze and blaze. You can blaze and blaze. Laser. Turbo. And then watch. And, and then blazer. watch Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. And then go on a Rampage. Exactly. And then go to Rampage killing people playing Doom. Yeah. <laughs>